Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life-ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. We want to thank HEB for making today's podcast possible. HEB makes it a priority to get involved and make a difference in the lives of friends and neighbors. HEB Operation Appreciation is a company-wide campaign created to honor the brave men and women of the U.S. Armed Forces, men and women who are HEB partners and customers, friends and family. Operation Appreciation partners with organizations like us, the Military Child Education Coalition, that supports U.S. troops and their families. In contributing time, talent, and financial support, HEB recognizes and appreciates the dedication and sacrifices service members make on behalf of the nation. For our listeners in Texas, check out one of your neighborhood HEB grocery stores. HEB is in the people business, they just happen to sell groceries. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Deborah Longley, and I'm the Student Programs Manager with Military Child Education Coalition. And I am here with my team member, Tracy Brown. Tracy, can you introduce yourself for a second? I sure can. I am Tracy Brown, the Student Programs Training Coordinator, and I'm excited to be here with you two this afternoon. Well, I am excited too, because I am here with a longtime friend of ours. Deontay Mayfield. He is somebody who has stood out to me and somebody I will never forget from our 2015 Francis Hesselbein Student Leadership Program. Tracy, I believe that was your first one you ever attended too, wasn't it? It absolutely was. And Deborah, when you and I got together and came up with this then and now podcast series, Deontay Mayfield was one that came to our mind right away. Right away, yes. Let's, Deontay, we want you to introduce yourself to the audience. So please introduce yourself. Yes, ma'am, I surely will. Good afternoon, well, good morning here in Tennessee. Good afternoon, everyone else. Uh, I am Deontay Mayfield, Cadet Deontay Mayfield. Like she said, I am a member or a class of the Francis Hesselbein 2015 at West Point. A little bit about me. I am a junior at Morehouse College, also a ROTC cadet at the college, uh, Army ROTC at that. Uh, I enlisted into the Army 2018 of August. I completed my basic training, completed my AIT. Uh, After I did my enlistment training, I returned back to the college to uh, advance in my degree in political science with a minor in religion and English. So I am at my third year at Morehouse, just enjoying the ride for right now. Next year, hey, I'll be done. So it's a journey that I'm truly glad I've took it. Oh, Deontay, I'm so glad to hear that. One thing that <laughs> stuck out to me, Deontay, as I reviewed your application five years ago this time, was that you said you wanted to be president of the United yes, States. I and I see that you're majoring in political science. I think that is mm. so incredible. At the end of this podcast, Tracy and I are going to remind you of something. So 
just that we don't hold on to that. Okay. So Deontay, you were in S2S. Tell me a little bit about your role in S2S. S2S, I began my S2S career, student career. I want to say it was my freshman year, actually. I joined as a member. We got involved very quickly within the community, the student body, making sure all the students were just family or friends, camaraderie within the school, because it was a lot we as military kids have to deal with, with deployments and just PCS and all over the world, having to settle down and meet new people. So we, our S2S made it easy for students to adapt to Fort Campbell High School. Uh, after that, uh, my sophomore year came around, I believe I rose to the Office of Secretary and I handled a lot of meetings, make sure everyone was on board with everything, had no mishap, well, not too many mishaps, excuse me. Uh, sponsors were fantastic. I wanna say that was the year uh, Fort Campbell High School was selected to attend the National Training Seminar in Washington, D.C. Yes, ma'am. And I was one of those students selected to attend with my, uh, to represent Fort Campbell High School. That's where I met you, Ms. Longley. And we've just grown since then. I've enjoyed the whole entire program with S2S. After we came back, my junior year, I was vice president. Yes, junior year and senior year, I was vice president. And we've basically grown since then. Our S2S program is still growing to this day. I follow their page on Facebook. I can see that the progress they're making, the students are engaging in themselves and just engaging within the community and everything. So I just, I love S2S and how it's helped me to look out for my peers, be supportive to my peers, no matter the background or anything else that makes us different. So. so tell me, you said that it helped you learn about being supportive of your peers. Do you have any examples of um, how you used your those lessons when you were in high school and then how you use those lessons now as in college? Okay, so I will definitely say in college, my freshman year, it helped me to I ran for office, SGA, Student Government Association, my freshman year. I won senator. I won to see that senator. So, of course, that instantly I was on top of my game, making sure I was connected to the student body, making sure everyone is aware of who I am and what seat I have at the table. Uh, just trying to make sure that the student body was not forgotten when it comes to academic affairs or student affairs. And I just want to be the voice for my brothers and sisters and support them, help them, so that we can all grow within the college and the student uh, body itself. So that is a one way. Army definitely helped me in the Army. I still meet new people to this day, new soldiers I meet to this day, my unit. But I will definitely say it just helped me in general with my people skills. I've grown to just Accept that you're going to meet new people. They're not going to be the same as you have the same mentality, same background, race, ethnicity, gender, uh, sexuality, etc. They're not going to be just like you, but that's okay because that's what makes this world beautiful and aesthetic. It's very unique with its multiple different races and ethnicities and sexualities and just people in general. So I definitely say S2S and all of its aspects has helped me to be supportive and just look out for people. Well, you uh, mentioned 
the beauty of diversity and S2S's mm -hmm. core value. One of them is 100% acceptance. And I love that mm -hmm. you have continued to use that value, whether you're in the army or whether you're at college. I love that. Tell me a little bit about what you remember about Francis Hesselbein's student leadership program. What I remember, ah, the labs. I do remember the laughs, the jokes we used to throw around at each other, oh my. We had a great time. I remember meeting, I can't remember her name, the Colonel, uh, I just can't remember her name. Colonel Brazel, I believe that's yeah. it. Yes, and the, uh, how she was very just nice to us. She was very uh, nice and loving on us, welcoming us to the campus and getting the full experience that we wanted to see in it just enjoy the view or the experience of West Point. So I will definitely thank Colonel Basil for that. Like I said, the laughs, the students. Oh man, we still connect to this day. I was talking to Maddie the other day, actually. Oh. Maddie, uh, yes ma'am, she's a student. She's a law student, actually, first L. But oh. the camaraderie that we still have to this day, it has not changed. We still check up on each other making sure everyone's doing well, just seeing how we're doing. Even in this pandemic, it's not, it's not easy. So it's the least we can do is just check up on each other, see how everyone's doing. We still have discussions about what we want to pursue, what we've taken from Francis Hesselbein, excuse me, and what we're doing with it now within the five years, like you said, some of us are in college, uh, some of us are in the army, some of us are in the workforce. So. It's just the experience itself, I could say a lot from meeting the cadets to the instructors, to the beautiful gymnasium that they had Oh my, it's like, wow. And it's just for me personally, seeing these cadets and now it's like, wow, I'm in that role basically as an ROTC cadet. I'm becoming a Lieutenant. So I'm learning the army values, what the army is, what I can do in the army, the skills that I have to get to build upon, et cetera. So it was just a very eye-opener for me. And I still use to this day, even the route that I'm taking. So I would definitely say West Point and the whole Francis Hesselbein leadership program experience was phenomenal. Do you remember a particular lesson that stood out to you that um, you and your classmates, when you talk about what you learned that you use to this day? I want to say it was the words of Miss Hesselbein. Ah, I wish I had the, I wish I had it down. Because it's not in my journal. Uh, she spoke about a story. I can't remember the story. But it was very encouraging and inspiring. Her story in general. I've even finished her book that she gave us. And it was just wonderful. And meeting this hero of leadership and her dedication to service. Really, that's what she taught us. That's what she spoke about was how leadership is service. How mm -hmm. when we lead, we are not only instructing those below us and our subordinates, but we're also directing them, helping them, pushing them, encouraging them. It's a lot that a leader really does. And she elaborated on how leaders sometimes they can be born, Sometimes they're not born, sometimes they're made. So anyone, I would, well, yes, anyone can possibly be a leader. And it just takes true dedication, 
your commitment to service, uh, selflessness, uh, loyalty, many other aspects to leadership that, that we can all just chime in and grow in. And look at you today. <laughs> she told the story of Mr. Yi. Remember Mr. Yi? Yes, the, that's what it was. Yeah, she told the that's story of Mr. Yi and the, and the, so that's usually very impactful for the students that get to go to West Point. <laughs> yeah, I, I did some math one year and that story um, probably was, you know, almost, well, she's, she's getting up there. So it's probably almost a hundred year old story that really has lasted the test of time and truly um, made an impact on generations. I'm going to put that, have them um, put that story in the show notes afterwards, the YouTube. I think it's the, there's a YouTube video of it that talks about it. So I think it's really impactful story. So Deontay, you are in college now. What advice would you give to an S2S member or a military child from where you are right now and the lessons you've learned over the years? Where I am right now, I would definitely say stick to the course you have planned or set for yourself. People are going to come in and distract you. Sometimes it could be your family. Now, I'm going to be honest, sometimes it's going to be your friends, even those that you admire or love. Just understand that what you said when you graduated high school, when you walked across that stage, stick with that plan because you had that plan for a reason right when you crossed that stage. So now it's not, it's not going to be easy, but it is also warming or helpful that you would add more to this plan. So it's okay to add, for me, for instance, uh, I do, before I want to graduate, I do want to go to Airborne and Aerosol School. Uh, uh, it's okay just to add more things or accomplishments, achievements, uh, allocates to this plan that you want to conquer. So stick to the plan, add more to the plan, and just have hope for that plan. No matter what reality shows us, no matter what comes your way, hold on to that hope, that imagination that you have. Or it will only, only get you all the way to cross that finish line of that plan. My freshman year, I came into Morehouse College. Actually, let me backtrack. Right after I graduated uh, from Fort Campbell High School, I told myself, I was like, you're going to enlist. You're going to listen to the Army, and then you're going to go to college. I didn't do that. So right after I graduated high school, I came into Morehouse College, and I started my freshman year. My freshman year wasn't the best, I will be honest. It wasn't the best. It could have been better. And I do, I have some mistakes that I do regret. I leave in the past. Uh, after my freshman year is when I decided I was going to enlist. I made some mistakes my freshman year that I had to get straight. So I enlisted only to help discipline me. Nobody else could do it but me. Sometimes you're going to be on this plan, you're going to be on this road, and you're going to be lonely. So it's up to you to basically get yourself together, pull yourself together so that you can finish this race that you set before you. So I enlisted, I came back with the discipline mindset, came back my sophomore year with that discipline mind. I made Dean's List both uh, semesters. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> bring, 
right when COVID hit, actually, I made Dean's, I made Dean's List. So COVID hit, we were moved virtually. And I was pretty shocked about that. <laughs> I didn't think I had it in me, but hey, I mean, virtually, virtual schooling is not, it's, it's hectic, I will say that, but it's not something that can't be accomplished, like basic training, something that can't be accomplished, high school diploma, something that, that can be accomplished. So uh, Dean's List, fall semester, spring semester, I enrolled this past semester for some more summer classes, and I made Dean's List again. So that one was fantastic. I am bold now for this fall semester, hoping to make Dean's List once, always again, and continue to go forward. So really, I would just say that once you find that plan, you stick to that plan, you have hope, you hope, have hope for that plan, and just persevere until you come to the end and find a new plan, add to the plan. It's okay, it's add more to the plan. So I would definitely say, sometimes you're gonna make mistakes, even in that plan. But stick to the plan and what's in that plan, add more to the plan and you will be, you will be fine, I promise you that. You will be okay. You have tips on maintaining focus because it sounds like you've learned a lot from mistakes. What tips do you have to maintain focus so the, our students will know how to avoid that same, those same mistakes? Okay. One, for instance, when it comes to classwork, homework, schoolwork, every work, basically, write it down. Write it down. I have my whole calendar right here. I have all my assignments written down on my calendar. Write those assignments down, know when the due dates are, even get started ahead of the due dates so that you know you're about done with it, either halfway done, close to done, and then when the due date comes, you can just submit it. No worries, no stressing, just submit it because you already written down, you already started it, so go ahead and submit the work. It's okay to write stuff down in your journal, your planners, your agenda. Write stuff down so that you, it's going to help you remember that you need to get it done. So please write stuff down. <clears throat> and once you've started the work, started the studying within like a few maybe hours or a few minutes, get some, get some great progress done. Make great progress. And it's okay just to reward yourself a little bit after, mm -hmm. such as take a break, uh, go get you something to eat, watch a little relaxing movie, read a classic book, classic book. Uh, and just keep a breather, mellow your head just a little bit as you're getting this work done. Then once you've done that, once you watch a movie or your show or you've read your book, you ate, go back to the work. Go ahead, knock some more out if you can, if you can, so that you can get closer and closer to submitting that work, submitting that uh, homework so you can get a uh, better understanding of the, the material that you're studying. It's okay to reward yourself. So please, please reward yourself after you made some good progress. You feel that you feel that you made some good progress. And just with me, discipline. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Know when to reward yourself. Know when that homework is done. Uh, know when you want to do a study group. So hey, text the chat, group me's. We have I have oh every group me for about every class on my phone. 
<laughs> every class. It, we really, we, I've been doing this since my freshman year. It's just one way to keep connection within your peers and the classmates that you have. So discipline, discipline yourself to study, to get the work done, to get that project done, discipline yourself to get started on it ahead. Maybe the day it was signed, go ahead and discipline yourself to, hey, get started on it at least a paragraph or so, answer a question or so. It's all down to discipline when it comes to getting what you really want for yourself. So let me recap this. You say, write it down, put it on your calendar. Um, you say, start as early as possible so that you um, have some progress on it. To, and it helps you avoid stress. Do it in advance to avoid stress. And um, reward yourself when you make progress. And then be disciplined and, and think through think through it thoroughly as to know when you should reward yourself and when you should keep working. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. I love these tips. These are great. So one other thing you said, stay focused to your plan when you graduate. You told us when we met that mm -hmm. you wanted to be president of the United States. So I see the, you've been on a plan to make that happen. You're a political science major, correct? Mm -hmm. In the army. Yes, and what else are you doing to help you achieve that plan? I've done much community service within Clarksville here. Um, I was a part of the youth leadership Clarksville 2017. I did internships at a law firm down here in Clarksville called the Kennedy Law Firm. What else have I done? Done events at my church. Went caroling a few times. Uh, <laughs> nice and home down here. Uh, did some cleanup work. I've even done some work at back at campus or in Atlanta. Uh, some service work, of course. Some internship. I did internship there also. Well, I was at the district attorney's office, juvenile court. I loved it, man. I loved it. Yeah, my resume is pretty nice. I'm not no no greed or uh, uh, cockiness or nothing. My resume is pretty nice. Not well. Well, I would expect nothing <laughs> uh, less from you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But just yeah, service, leadership is service. Leadership is service. That means you have to be dedicated to service, whether it be internships, volunteer service, caroling, singing, picking up trash. It's the simple thing. Service can be basically anything that's helpful to not only to you, but to your peers, to the world, to the environment. It's service. I love that. Well, we're just getting close to the end um, here. Do you, we're a podcast about stories, Deontay. Do you have any stories you'd like to share with us? I will definitely share one basic training story. It's called the Nick at Night. Oh, Jesus. Well, the event we did was the Nick at Night. So the Nick at Night was the last event we had to do in order to graduate basic training and no longer be called trainees as our drill, drill sergeants will call us. So once we completed that, we were basically done with basic training. We would go to graduation and be uh, listed basically. So the Nick at Night is a training exercise where you have to low call 
uh, I want to say it was 150 meters over some sand while you have fire hovering, not, uh, not fire, fire, gunfire, yes, gunfire hovering over your head. So you have to low call, not raise your butt up or anything. Those 150 meters are long. <laughs> you are going to be tired because before then you already, you already what? Maybe you already had your rucksack and probably about 80 pounds on your back. And you worked maybe good. I think we might have did six miles to get to the next training site where Nick and Knight is. And so we've come this far. You've come this far. You've come this far. And now you have one more obstacle in front of you. This obstacle is going to be long. It's going to be dreary. It was wet. So I was, man, I was, I was just done. And you're going to get, you're going to get started. You're going to be in the middle of it. And right when you're in the middle of it, you're going to be tired. I mean, tired, drained to where you can't even move, cramping up and everything. But sometimes that's going to be life. That's going to be many things that comes our way where you're going to be tired. You're going to be drained. You just worked. You probably just did some homework just got off of work, and then you have something else in front of you that you have to tackle and conquer in order to get where you want to be. But hold on to that hope, like I said. Sometimes reality is going to show us that this is quite hectic, this is quite bad, but it's not something that you can't endure. So please, to the best that you can, finish the race that you set before yourself. Please finish it. Even if you got to walk across the finish line. At least, at least you make it to that finish line. So that naked night, I was tired. About midway, I saw the finish line. You're going to see that finish line. Once you see it, hey, just go get it. Go get the finish line. I went to that finish line, and I was done. That night, we worked maybe four more miles back to the camp, back to the barracks, actually, where we got our army patch. Army patch was placed on us by drill sergeants. And from there, we were no longer trainees. We were now fully enlisted soldiers. And it felt pretty good. It felt good to know that those 10 weeks, they were rough. They were hectic. I was tired. Man. And yeah, those drill sergeants will come at you. But after that, you feel, feel like you conquered something, truly. And it's always feel good that you conquered something. It feels wonderful, whether it be school, work, anything. It just feels good. So why don't you see that finish line? Go conquer it, man. Deontay, that's an incredible story. I think that's a good reminder to all of us, all of us to keep going, keep hope, be disciplined. I can't thank you enough for sharing your story today. I mentioned earlier there was one thing that you promised me and Tracy years ago, and we're gonna we're still gonna hold you to that. And do you remember what that promise was? Yes, ma'am. It was to have you save some seats for you guys at my inauguration, and I do plan that. I got okay. Everything. Okay. <laughs> you. 
We will be there. And I just want to say your resiliency and your tenacity is an inspiration to, um, you know, to everyone. And there should be more young men and soldiers like you in the world. This is a pleasure for me. A pleasure for me. This is incredible, Deontay. I can't wait for the world to hear your story. Um, We will let you know when it comes out. So thank you so much for sharing your time, your heart, and your life with us over the last five years. Um, This has been incredible to see you then and to see you now and to know you're going to make a huge difference in our world. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you guys for the guidance, for the mentorship that you brought to me. Meeting you guys was truly an honor and a privilege. It really was. Thank you. I think it goes the other way around, too. (laughs) So thank you. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.